Hey, everybody. Welcome to Cultivation with Kevy. I'm your host, Kevy the Dreamer. And today I am joined by the very lovely dancer, actress, content creator, my girl, Ananya Carr. Thank you for the lovely introduction, Kevy. Equally talented, even more talented um, you are, I would say so. So thank you so much for having me on this podcast. It really is an honor. Oh, thank you so much. And I am not more talented. You are you are very talented, and I'm so excited to talk to you today. I always start off my shows with a few icebreaker questions just to allow people to get to know you a little bit better. So I'm just going to ask you just a few questions. Ananya, question number one, what is your favorite genre of music? That's a, that's a tough one. I would say, like, for me, pretty much it's anything that I can dance to. Um, but lately, I think... I think if I was like to say like the top three, maybe not genres, but like music styles or artists that like without fail, I could always listen to um, my girl Shakira. She always <laughs> has me down with any yes. type of song. Yes. I think the thing I love about her is like every album of hers is something different, um, whether it's like musical style or like lyrics or what the album even is about. So I love how like she's she's been creating music ever since she was in her 20s. Now she's in her late 40s. So it's nice to see like how she's kind of um, changed with the times. And I think what I love about her, too, is like even though she keeps evolving, like there's some element to her that she always like stays true to herself about. So I love listening to her. And then um, for me, it's always going to be like Indian music as well, whether it's classical Indian music or Bollywood music. I just think that the storytelling capabilities that the lyrics have are something really beautiful. And that's why I love dancing to them because it's just, for me, it's like acting again, because it's like telling a story through my movements and through my expressions. Um, and then last but not least, um, I really like like kind of EDM type music, but from like the nineties, early two thousands, I guess then it was kind of called like trance music, especially from, um, Mm -hmm. I know like the scene was really like popping there in like Europe. So there's a couple of DJs from there that I really like. Mm -hmm. One Italian DJ in particular, uh, Gigi Diagostino. So I think anytime like I'm in like having like a bad okay. mood or something, I'll listen to one of his tracks and like instantly it'll fix it. So. Okay, I'm gonna have to have yes. you send me some some songs by him. And also, do you have do you have any specific song recommendations from Shakira that I should specifically? Oh, for sure. To? I think I don't know if this is her first or second album, but this is like from the late '90s, early 2000s. She did this thing where like she was okay. really like more of a rock singer back then, so it makes sense because she has a very strong okay. vibrato in her voice. And that's actually something yes. I like. I didn't really know much about this album until a couple of years ago. Um, I used to listen to a lot of her stuff from okay. like, the late 2000s, like the She Wolf album and everything. That was amazing pop album. Yeah. Um, but this one, if you're kind of okay. like into soulful rock a little bit, it's like there's some hardcore in there, but there's some mm -hmm. that just like I don't know. It just it's really nice to listen to. And then she like mixes them up with amazing styles. Like she has one song in particular where like she has rock with like mariachi music and it's beautiful. So the album, I'll send okay. this one to you as well. It's called Adonde Los Están Los Ladrones. Okay. So it's, um, yeah, it's okay. really nice, that album. So yeah, all the songs from that album, like I just love listening to, so. 
I'm excited. I love to get new music. That's awesome. That's why I wanted to ask you that question. Question number two, do you have a favorite number? And if so, why? Um, I think three is my favorite number, three or nine. Any like multiple of three for some reason, I feel like it's just something Mm -hmm. lucky. Like, and it's, it's not that like it's ever been taught to me or anything, but I just feel like an affinity towards Mm -hmm. that number. I think like, I kind of believe in like the saying like third time's a charm or the ninth time the charm or the 27th time is a charm. So I think, yeah, something about like three and multiples of three, I just, I feel like there's some sort of like luck to it, I think. Okay. I kind of feel that way about the number two, but that's, that's very interesting with number three. I like that. The final question that I have for you is, if you were to switch to another profession, what would it be? Oh, that's a good one. I think, um, I think growing up as a kid, I always wanted to be an author and that's still something that I want to do. It's not like immediate right now, but, um, and we can probably talk about mm-hmm. this later too, but actually when we were in Shawnee's class together, okay. um, there was like something I was okay. trying to develop, like how to do different accents. Um, just for like, you know, specific roles require like, you know, to be have a different type of voice. But I didn't want it to obviously be a caricature. Mm-hmm. So I was having trouble like differentiating between different types of European accents. Like for me, when I was practicing them, they were all sounding like one like Eastern European accent. So for me to actually differentiate those, mm-hmm. I had to make up like a character for each accent. So like if I was doing doing a French accent, my French accent's character's name would be Francesca. So that was her. And then if I was doing an Italian, her name would be like Malena. So actually through that, um, I actually started kind of like making up like stories for them. And I started writing like, I'm still kind of in the works of it. It's not like at the forefront, but I started writing an Italian soap opera. Okay. Um, And so I think it's starting to kind of like the author type of desire is like starting to come back. And I think, yeah, if I wasn't like completely into the arts, I think that's something that I would do probably right. Oh, I love that. Yes. And I do remember you telling me about this. Yeah, we definitely are going to get into that because that is so interesting. Um, yeah. So I love to hear that. So Ananya, definitely um, having you on my platform, I really want to highlight mm-hmm. Bollywood. And I love that you mentioned that um, for me. I don't know anything about the style, you know, and it's, and it's more so than just music. It's, I was trying to research it as much that I could to be prepared. Um, it's like a, it's a genre of film, it's art, you know, it's just a whole, um, specific aesthetic style. So, um, I know a lot of Americans probably don't really know a lot about that. So I really, I love that, you know, I would say a lot of your content comes from that specific right. style and genre. So I would love for you to, to just explain it to me. Just tell me about that, how that influences you and um, your connection to so it. So my like first introduction to Bollywood actually was like as a little kid, um, when my parents like first moved here from India, there was this like one cassette that they had and it had like a bunch of old like Bollywood sounds from the fifties and sixties. So that's something that will like always be playing in the background, whether like I was at home with my mom or like we were in the car, that cassette would always just kind of be there. So actually before I started like dancing, my mom, she's a professional singer. So she kind of would okay. sing along to the songs. And like as a toddler, I, I didn't know what the words meant, obviously. So I just kind of like, you know, you see something, you mm-hmm. repeat it. So I kind of like just memorize like the lyrics to the songs. 
and then um and then I was like singing to them and then I was like started dancing to them so that's kind of when my mom was like okay you know we kind of don't have a dancer in the family so it'd be nice to like kind of introduce her more to that world and get her involved in it so when I started dancing it wasn't specifically Bollywood um the dance form that like I'm the most trained in is actually um ODC which is an like a classical Indian dance form so that's separate from Bollywood but okay. I would say a lot of like Bollywood is okay. inspired by many different dance forms from India and also like from around the world because there's like specific categories of like different types of Bollywood dance styles you have something called like semi classical which takes like those classical Indian dance forms and it kind of modernizes them a little bit so you have you can like recognize some of the staple steps but then it has like its own little twist to it and then you have like hip hop in bollywood which is obviously inspired by like hip hop and then you have like contemporary bollywood so there's kind of like something for everyone and yeah so it started with the songs and then like kind of as like every a weekend ritual would be like we'd watch it like as a family we'd watch a bollywood movie together so that's when I kind of started getting introduced to the stories. And um, a lot of them, like when I was growing up in like the 90s and early 2000s, were the typical like kind of rom-com type movies. Um, it wasn't until like obviously I was older that I kind of got into the more serious genres of Bollywood. And I think it's a good kind of topic because I think when people think about Bollywood, they only think about the rom-com type of stuff because Bollywood is known for like romance. That is its main genre. But um, okay. but there's also, like, okay. many different facets to Bollywood. There's, like, drama. There's, like, mystery. There's, like, biopics. So I think when it comes to Bollywood, like, I love that it has all of that diversity to offer. And even if you're not, like, Indian, I think there's there's going to be something I think that everybody likes. So, so yeah, that's kind of where Bollywood started. And then uh, as I did a lot of, like, dance competitions growing up as a kid, so a lot of them would be like kind of centered around like those Bollywood songs. So you would kind of pick a set of songs to do and you would dance to them and like there would be like a panel judging you. So, so yeah, like Bollywood's always kind of been with me ever since I was a kid. And um, I like stopped doing the competitions after high school. So I kind of went started going back to Bollywood in the past year because I think um, with kind of developing myself as an artist, in this day and age, especially like social media, it's such a big platform. So I was like, okay, how can right. I like take what something that like I'm really passionate about and um, put it out there? And I think like Instagram or like if someone's on TikTok, like the Reels feature is absolutely lovely for that because it's like you can tell that story um, yes. in kind of like that time frame and get people intrigued. So yeah. And I want to say thank you for clearing clearing up a misconception that I had because I, I remember you telling me about your specific training and I definitely mm -hmm. want to talk about that. So I have had Bollywood mixed up with, yes. you said ODC, mm -hmm. am I pronouncing it correctly? Okay. And I do remember you telling me that. So my, oh, my apologies, um, because I want to honor, you know, I want to honor it, honor the correct name and the style correctly. Um, so yes, yeah, so um, shout out to your mom. Um, for bringing culture and art to you. Um, I think that that is so important um, for us as children. Um, you know, I think that when we are exposed to the arts um, and we're brought up like in dancing and, you know, whatever it is that we um, 
express an interest in as a child. I, I love to see a, a parent foster that. So um, that doesn't surprise me that you've you know been doing this for a long time because you're very skilled at your dancing. So um, yeah, so it sounds like you were pretty much a child. <laughs> I don't know so about prodigy, but really I definitely cool. have to like thank my parents <laughs> a lot because they're they're both like um, they both had like an arts background as well. Uh, my mom, like she does, she has like yes. been a trained. She is a trained professional singer. And my father, like growing up as a kid, he mm-hmm. also used to sing, and he did a lot of like um, theater type of stuff, like through school or through like other okay. friends of his that he had. Mm-hmm. So they've both kind of like always nurtured that for me, and um, and I think especially because coming here and kind of being away from our culture, um, I think it was a good medium for me to like learn about um, where I come from and like what the history is and um, religion and everything. So. So yeah, my parents have definitely been like a very big driving force and still are like, they've always been supportive, still are supportive. So I have like, I can never thank them enough. So yeah. Yes, that's beautiful to see. And it's so, it's so important still, you know, to have that support, especially in the arts. So I I love to hear that. Tell me about ODC. Tell me about that specifically, because you I know you've told me the story before, but I want you to share it with the audience um, and just your training and your platform because you you do do a lot of reels. Um, and I would say, again, you know, a lot of them are inspired by that, that dance form, that art form. And I would say the majority of us as Americans, we don't, we don't know about it. So I would love for you to just take yes, us definitely. to that world. So ODC, so a lot of like, I guess, whatever you see through my Bollywood reels, like the steps that I choreograph, um, is very inspired by ODC. So ODC is um, it's one of like the eight main types of classical Indian dance forms, and it comes from my home state where I was born in India, um, called Odisha. It's an eastern state. So uh, the dance form it's been around for a, a long, long time. Actually, it's since I think either 500 or 200 uh, BC. Um, so it's it was basically a way like it's it's a religious type of dance. So it was a way for like they had these temple dancers, um, women called um, devadasis. So what they would do is like they would narrate a story. So it's kind of like a dance drama. They would tell like an episode like from a s- ancient scripture, and they would talk about like the different gods and goddesses. And it was usually performed as a way for um, like an offering to the gods. Uh, so after they would kind of dance that. Um, it would be like, yes, an offering to the gods as to like kind of um, show like your servitude to the gods. And it, it was around for a while. I think under British rule, it was kind of um, when India was under British rule, it was like outlawed. And then uh, when India finally got its independence, um, there was four main uh, dance gurus, I guess, that kind of helped bring it back to life. And it's been thriving since then. Um, and... I think for me, obviously, like, I think it was something that I gravitated towards because it was specifically linked to my home state. And uh, luckily, I was able to find, like, a teacher, um, my first teacher that I started off with. And I've had, like, a couple of teachers over the years, and I still go back to them. So I have, like, um, a couple main, like, teachers here and then a couple in India as well. So anytime if I go to India to, like, visit family, I'll always try to go and, like, visit my teachers as well to, like, continue training and continue learning. Uh, so, yeah, I think with ODC, it's just, it's been a great way for me, again, like, to reconnect with my culture because I've learned a lot about, like, 
Hindu religion and the scriptures through Orisi. And, and I'm still learning. Uh, and it's also like been a great way, I think, for me to find like focus as an artist, because it's one of like any any art form, you know, it requires a level of discipline and, you know, keeping at it and staying like um, having consistency, I guess. And Odyssey is like, it's no different from other art forms. It's something that like you want to stay consistent. So you can like stay, I guess, as like conditioned, you know, because you you want to stay conditioned as a dancer to keep doing the dance. But also I think it disciplines your mind as well because it's very spiritual and it helps like kind of, I think it's helped me have a connection to Hinduism. And I think if I didn't have Odyssey, I feel like it would actually be very hard for me to find a spiritual connection. So I think for me, like dance is a very spiritual thing because of Odyssey. And it's different for different people. Like for my mom, it's singing. Singing is her like spiritual connection. So yeah, it's definitely like been, um, it's been like the, the driving factor, I think, in me knowing that I wanted to pursue the performing arts. And I think it'll always like be my foundation. So. Okay. So how long have you been, it's been a couple years now since you finished your, your actual program, your ODC, because you, you actually, did you actually go to school for it? You were telling me that you had done some, I want to say that you did like a certification or something that like you were, you were preparing for maybe a show so or something. I didn't do like a paper certification, but I did something. So it's called like, a okay. Deprivation. So it's kind of like, um, it's a way for like a dancer to get evaluated on like your stamina expression, like, and it's a live performance. So, uh, so basically like I think in yeah, the summer of 2014, uh, I did like my mantra privation. So I had like my uh, guru in India, like he helped train me. And then there was like other like gurus present at the, um, at the performance. So it's kind of just a way for like, uh, to kind of signify like your entry into the professional like ODC world. So that was kind of like what that signified. So with through that, you can kind of like be taken, I guess, a little bit more seriously. So let's say if you want to like teach, for example, um, you kind of have some credibility behind your name, but there's definitely like paper certifications and even like a whole dance degree you can do with ODC. And I think that's something that I'm actually trying to work towards with my dance teacher in India because he is a professor at um, a university there, and he is trying to kind of set up like an online program for those who are interested in pursuing a certification or pursuing like um, a degree in that specific form of dance. So yeah, definitely sometime in the future, because I know like I want to continue carrying on this dance form and that involves teaching. So if I was to teach it, I'd want to make sure like I knew everything possible so that I could like pass that on. So yeah, that's definitely like in the works for the future. I love to hear that. Um, yeah. So you, and you, would you say that through doing that in 2014 and through your training that has prepared you for the, the many large projects that you've taken part in, in that dance form? Cause I know when we connected in our class, um, I remember you were doing a big project that you had uploaded on your YouTube page. Yes, yes, yeah, definitely that has helped. Um, I think the whole process of going through that, it definitely, like, opens your eyes to, like, how much planning goes into, like, performing and planning something like that. Um, because before then, like, I never really, like, most of the stuff that I did was kind of through a teacher or a program. And this was something that, like, 
my parents and my like teachers there helped organize. So I got to kind of see the raw process of going through it. And it was my first time performing with like live music because before then I'd always just performed with like an audio recording. So I think that seeing all of that definitely made me realize, okay, like if this is something that like, if I want to do my own production or something, like what are the steps that go into it? And like, what do I have to plan? So like with that first dance project, I didn't have live music, but I kind of, um, it helped me get, I think, better at being a choreographer because, um, and I have like always choreographed, but I think that was something that made me, um, I guess, a little bit more disciplined in my choreography and kind of like have a vision for my choreography because I think when you start choreographing something, like it's very easy to just get caught up in like the music. But for me, like I always like having some sort of story attached to something. So even if it is just pure music, like if I kind of make up a story of my own, it helps me kind of like move that narrative along a little bit better. So like all of that music was pure music. There wasn't necessarily a story related to it, but I tried to make the story like the story of the elements. So I tried to take like different types of music and I'm like, okay, this music I think would represent like earth really well, or this one represent water really well. And, um, and I tried to like integrate like the um, Hindu mythology into it as well. So when I did like fire, for example, we have um, one god, Shiva, who is the god of dance and destruction of evil. So I was like, you know, fire is something that's like very, it can be nurturing or it can be destructive. And I think that kind of shows both aspects of that god. Like he is a very nurturing god to his devotees, but obviously like when something angers him, he can become very destructive. So I tried to like incorporate that into there. And I think it's just great because it helps me like definitely open up a lot more of my like creative, um, I guess like it, it helped up like open more creative potential. So I was, it was a great experience and it's something that's like encouraged me to keep reading, I guess, and like learning about more stories because as like one of my favorite actresses, Viola Davis, I remember in one of her speeches, she said that like the thing she loves the most yes. about being an actress is getting to tell other people's stories or getting to tell stories that aren't really told. So I think acting, dancing, all the performing arts are like a great medium to do that. So, yeah. Yeah. It sounds like your love for dance is, is a way to express yourself. And like you said, to tell a story. Um, can you tell us the name of that particular project that you were just talking about? Because that is fascinating, the different elements um, and different moods and, and music for the elements. What, where can we So um, I do have a YouTube channel, and um, I can send you the link yes. to that as well if you want to share it with your viewers. Sure. Um, but, yeah, so that's where I like, Yeah, absolutely. But, um, that's where I put, like, all of, like, my bigger dance projects. So, like, the thing I like about having okay. like, a YouTube channel and Instagram is that obviously the bigger dance projects, they take a lot more planning and you, like, I don't like yes. producing something like that. Isn't very frequent. It's probably once or twice a year. So I think it's kind of like for me to not completely just go MIA and then like pop up once or twice a year. I like having the option of like <laughs> having those like smaller reels or smaller like dance projects, because it's still a way for me to engage with like my audience and them to know that like, I'm still creating things. And um, like the YouTube channel is kind of more of something where it's like a bigger scale project. And I think it also caters to many different types of audiences because 
I know like not every audience is going to have the patience to kind of sit through a half an hour, one hour performance. And some audiences, they really want that. So I think as like a content creator as well, it's kind of nice to cater to all of those types of like personalities where you have somebody that's like, yo, okay, like I, it's only like a minute, a minute and a half. Let's see what this is about. Or if someone like through following you, they start becoming more invested in what you have to offer. They're like, okay, I've seen what this person has to offer. I'm ready to invest my time and watch a half an hour or one hour performance. And, and that's something that like, I really appreciate because either way, like if someone can watch my content and feel like some sort of connection to it, then I think my job has been like, accomplished so yeah i love that um i love what you said about the smaller projects and then the bigger projects because it does definitely take a lot of planning and a lot more effort um so you can keep yourself creative by doing the smaller projects the reels and um that's what i'm i'm getting more into what you're doing as well the content creating and um listening to the sounds that are on reels and um just kind of creating a story. Yeah, no, with I, that. So, I love watching yeah, I love yours. And I love how like you incorporate, like, even though like, obviously the real audio, like it's there for everyone. I like how you incorporate like your personal stories or like your personal flair into it. And especially with fashion, like I always love seeing like your different like fashion and like all the different like looks you come up with because <laughs> they are so creative. So I love watching them. Oh, thank you so much. I want to do a quick, a quick plug for, um, while we're on the subject of your, your Instagram and your YouTube. So we can, guys, we can follow Ananya Carr on her Instagram at Ananya Carr. That's A-N-A-N-Y-A-K-A-R-96. That is her Instagram. And then I will also have a link to her YouTube when this episode comes out. I always have multiple links and info for us to connect with, um, our artists of the week. Um, and we're not done talking yet. I just wanted to just quickly say that while we were on that subject, um, because I want people to follow you and to get into what it is that you do and your, and your content and your stories. Um, gosh, let's, let's get into, um, let's talk about how we met and, and, and acting because you actually are a very talented actress as well. Um, you, you absolutely caught my eye in the class, um. I can't remember the particular monologue that you did, but I just remember which the, you know, the emotions that you embodied. And um, so everybody out there, we, so Ananya and I, we connected through John Casablanca's. We did a 30 week, um, basically an acting class. Um, and it's funny because me, myself, I, I've always been like a little bit afraid of acting. Um, I've, I've always been curious about it, but I just, I guess I didn't know if I had what it took. Um, and I'm falling in love with it. And I always was paired with Ananya, which is God, because I love Ananya to pieces. Um, so yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So, um, do, are you currently, do you have, are you, are you doing anything more with acting? Are you kind of like more focusing on your dancing? Can we, expect anything from you when it comes to acting because you definitely I don't want you to waste those chops. so um there's definitely like a lot in, in regarding the performing arts that I want to do and it's kind of something like I think it's very easy to like want to do it all at once and it is possible but I think at the same time too it's kind of like it's very easy to like burn out when you try to do everything at once so I think for now, um, yes. <laughs> I'm focused a little bit more on my dancing just so that I can kind of get that a little bit more up and running because 
that's kind of that kind of is my foundation. Yeah. But I think once that starts like building more traction, yes. acting is something that like it's always going to be there, and it's definitely something that I want to explore more. Especially, I think when you have like a really good script that you connect with, it's just it's really rewarding again to be able to tell that story through that light. Um, but I have been trying to like somehow integrate acting a little bit more into my dancing through doing like um, dance dramas. And actually, um, my next like bigger dance project that I want to do for next year, it is kind of going to be like following that um, dance drama type of narrative. But I think like once um, I can kind of start doing like being a performing artist more full time, um, acting is definitely something that I would want to continue with because I think while acting and dancing are pretty similar, there is a different beauty to acting that um, it definitely, like, I think makes you a little bit more vulnerable. Because um, dancing is something that, like, I still struggle with at times, but it's something that I also am a little bit more comfortable with. And I think the thing I loved about um, Shawnee's class was that it opened up aspects of me that I, like, I was like, oh, wow, like, I feel kind of vulnerable in this moment. So let me focus on, like, getting out of my shell to do those types of things. And I think if I continue, like, definitely I want to pursue it. And I think it's just a great way to keep opening up the potential that you have. And and even through her class, like, there were things, there's so many things I learned from her that, like, I even still incorporate, like, into my dancing today. Like, whether it's posture, whether it's, like, how you say something, how you, like, how you even just, like, use your body language. Um, it's It's so, like, amazing how, like, all those little details come together. So... Yeah, I think when it comes to acting right now, it's not the forefront, but definitely like it's not something that I plan to like completely get rid of. Like it's going to be there. You So there's a couple of things in there that I want to hit on. Um, I, I want to I want to say that absolutely I love that you said that, you know, acting. It yeah, it keeps you. I guess I want to say it keeps you creative, like just learning everything that we learned and just, you know, being able to instill that to life. Um, you know, even if you're not like actively working on acting per se, you definitely, you know, it's cause art is all in some way connected. So there definitely are layers to um, acting and dancing that are very similar, you know, because you're expressing yourself. So I definitely can see that. And even if you're not like actively working on acting, you're still incorporating mm -hmm. the lessons that you've learned. So, um, yeah, so I'm, I'd love to hear that. I do want to say, I want to, I want to hit on what you talked about earlier. Your um, when you said that you have mm -hmm. author ambitions, because I remember you telling me about the, about this idea and I love, I, I love all things creative and just, you know, different. I, I love that you said that you're like playing around with different accents and creating different characters. Um, so expand to us on the, or expand for us about this idea because I love it. I think it's so cool. And I know that one day, even if it's not this year or next year, it's definitely, as long as you keep working on it, it'll come to pass. And I'm excited for it because it's fun. Thank you. So, um, Actually, like my story, um, this story in particular came from like my love for Italy. So Italy um, and I think just like the European culture in general, is something I really love because it, it again has such a rich history, just like Indian um, culture as well. And I found a lot of like similarities. So when I was like 
playing around with these different accents, I for me it was like, okay, let me put like a story to each accent so it's easier for me to like, kind of personify them and differentiate them. And as I was kind of like doing this, I kind of like came up with just my whole like own character universe. Like it started with just three characters for three accents, and then like suddenly like each of them had like families, and then they like had you know other people that they were interacting with. So I think when it comes to the story, like um, I kind of like wanted to treat it as a soap opera, like you know have some elements of comedy, drama, mystery, and everything, because I just like love all types of like TV of that sort. But I was like, let me try to like, just put them all into one. Mm-hmm. And um, and a part of like this writing journey for me as well is actually being able to like be immersed in that culture. So like I actually love to go visit these places and actually like get the first hand like um, do my proper research for them because uh, I don't want them to I guess like be like caricatures. You know, I want them to like I want somebody if they were from like Italy or something to read this soap opera be like oh, wow, I could, like, I can see this person actually, like, integrated our culture properly into this. So, yeah, so I think that with writing this, it's it's just, like, been kind of, like, it's kind of escapism for me a little bit because I kind of, like, transport myself into this, like, completely different universe that, like, I really enjoy. And, um, and it's definitely helped me, like, re- redefine, like, re- refine, I guess my uh, writing skills because it's something that I hadn't done in a while and um, and not just regarding the soap opera but I think when it comes to writing I definitely love to like write also kind of a little bit more like research-based stuff especially for things like ODC or like Bollywood for people who want to get exposed to those types of things Um, I think it'd be nice for somebody to have like a book kind of on okay like how where do I start if I want to explore this or learn this and actually, um, recently, a couple weeks ago, I had um, an interview with this um, French-Canadian journal um, magazine. And uh, the the journalist, he was kind of like, uh, had an idea for, you know, it'd be really cool if we had like a book about OVC, but for like the French audience, you know, so because he's like, that's something that's not very popular here in France. And but there's a lot, there's a lot of interest. So I think being able to do stuff like that too, like kind of do research and be able to bring that to people who are interested in it is something that can be obviously like very well done through writing. So yeah, so those, I think those like author wise, those yeah. are some like ambitions that I have. But. Yeah. My little <laughs> budding actress. I love it. <laughs> Can you tell us, do you have any current projects that you're working on at the moment? So I don't have any, like, physical, like, releasing, like, any projects that I will be, like, releasing. But there's definitely, like, um, I guess more performances that I, like, bigger scale performances that I want to do this year. Because last year, because of the pandemic, um, I did the project because I was, like, it for me, it was kind of, like, a way of bringing a live performance to an audience. Because it was a longer performance. And I was, like, okay, this is definitely something that I would perform live. But since that medium isn't there right now, let me just kind of put something out there, one, so that it kind of, like, gets the ball rolling and holds me accountable to keep doing stuff like this. Um, but two, so that I kind of kind of try to set that precedent where every year I try to release something big or do something, like, on a bigger scale. And this year, um, even though I'm not, like, releasing anything or performing anything here live, um, there is an international a dance, like OEC Dance Festival, happening in India in December. 
So that's something that I'm like applying for right now and trying to do because um, I think it would just be great to, I haven't been back actually in a while now. So I think it'd be great to go back there and perform there because the last time and only time I've really performed there was for my graduation performance. And that was like back when I was 17. So now I think like to introduce myself to that audience as a more mature artist and as like a more educated artist, I think um, it could definitely like help build networks and build connections. And also just like keep the connection there in India because I know India is definitely a place that I'm gonna keep going back to, to continue learning and to continue performing. So I think this is definitely the year um, for me to do that through this festival. Uh, so that's something that I want to do. And also, um, I would love to like travel and teach internationally. So I know that like a lot of dancers, they kind of do like workshops where like, even if it's for a reel, let's say like there's a certain song I did and someone's like, oh, could you teach me like the steps to that reel or the choreography to that reel? Um, I think if I like started getting people who are like interested in actually learning, um, that's something that I want to do like over the U.S. kind of like do different workshops in different cities or even like internationally. Um, that's kind of like a bigger scale project of mine for next year. Um, so I think that would just be a cool way to like continue spreading the dance form and also traveling because traveling is something that I like really love. And hopefully now like we're getting back to it on a more permanent basis. So it's something that like I think building like having both of like my passions together for travel and for art is something that's like a bigger scale project of mine and yeah so currently that's what like just being able to perform at the international festival is like my project goal for this year i am i'm so excited to hear that and prayers love and good vibes to you for that i'm sure that you are a shoo-in for it um, to close out, what would you say Two two things that I want to, that I want to hear, because I mean, you're just so inspiring and you have so much to share. Um, what would you say keeps you creative and what lessons, big lessons have you applied to your life that, you know, have taught you just big lessons, you know, that have taught you the most? So definitely what keeps me creative is just like just being out there in the world and talking to people because I think I think it goes come, goes back to being vulnerable and not staying in your own shell because I think it's very easy to just kind of stay to yourself and be like okay like this is what I'm doing and this is what I'm going to continue doing but I think when you kind of put yourself out there as uncomfortable as that may be um it's it's a growing process and like they say like growth is not something that is easy um it's something that you kind of like it, it is a struggle sometimes, but it's so rewarding at the end. And like, even through Shani's class, like acting is never something that I had done before her class. And I knew it was something that was going to challenge me, but I was like, you know what? I don't know what's going to happen through this class, but I know I'm going to learn a lot from it. And even if I completely suck at it, like I'll learn something from it. And I, I learned a lot through that. And through her class, like I got to meet you, like, thank goodness. Um, you've been, you've been a great like support in my life as an artist. And I think, I think that's a very important life lesson too. In this journey of art, I think what keeps you creative too is having a great support system, not just of like friends and family, that's equally important, but of other artists as well. Especially artists that like don't see you, like see you as growing together. Cause I think it's also like very easy to be like, oh, well seeing other artists as competition 
and there's this misconception that like it's too cutthroat and you have to bring other people down to be at the top and i think that's completely false um i think every every person has their own creativity that they bring to this world and there's always going to be somebody that connects to that creativity and i think when you find other artists that have that similar mindset it really helps you grow and it helps you stay creative and just be like a very happy person in this process because it's very easy to like you know bring yourself down when you are constantly being criticized or when you are constantly facing rejection um so to have that kind of support system is so important to keep staying creative and keep being motivated and just to have like that type of love is just an amazing thing so i think that's what keeps me creative and that's like big life lesson i've learned and also i think like through everyone i've met artists or non-artists um i think anyone who has a passion for anything the biggest lesson i've learned is that like it's never too late to do what you want to do and that you have your own timeline and like i believe in destiny and fate and i'm like just keep keep your head in the game stay focused keep doing what you're doing it'll all come together like you might not see it right now and you might be like i don't know i can't see like the head like the beginning or end of like anything but keep trust the process and you know that the process is working for you if you are like actually enjoying what you're doing. You might not get a tangible result right away, but if you like are doing going through the process and you're like, "Wow, I really enjoy this struggle." Like I think I think you found it. And and that's what I'd say. Like everything is a struggle. I don't think there is such a thing as like an easy path in life, but you have to find the struggle that like motivates you the most and the struggle that you're like the one that challenges you in a way that you feel like wow, I feel so much love for what I'm doing, not fear. Because I think that's two things that motivate a lot of us, you know, fear and love. And I think when you do something out of fear, it can become very restrictive. So when you do something out of love, it, it like opens you up to a lot of possibilities. And it just makes you like overall a very receptive person. Like you become more receptive of everything the universe has to offer to you. And you feel like everything that is happening to you you start feeling like wow i really see i deserve this and um and i'm going to keep working towards it because it's what i love i love that um so many gems dropped there and thank you so much um yeah you've definitely been a blessing in my life and yeah i i would say the biggest the biggest takeaway from everything that you said is Teamwork makes the dream work. You know, we are stronger together than we are separate. And I, I know for myself, things that I've been through in my life, I always had this, this flawed mindset of if I can't do it myself, then something's wrong with me. And that's, that's a lie. You know, you don't have to be able to do everything on your own. You don't have to know everything. If you collaborate with people and work together, you're going to get a stronger result. So I, I love that you said that because, you know, I do think that with everything in life, like artists or non-artists, there are definitely misconceptions of you have to claw your, your way to the top and you have to leave people behind and you have to step on their toes to get there. And, and you don't have to do that. You can support each other and you can be happy for somebody's success and know that your time is coming and you can work with that person and, and create something beautiful. And, you know, that that's just that's been a game changer for me is learning that we can do more together than separate so i, I love that you said that and i just really wanted to highlight that 
Um, yeah, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much Thank for being for here with me. me. Um, this has been a great conversation. Absolutely. Um, guys, I will, again, I will have all of the information as to how to reach Ananya um, will be posted and um, I will be highlighting her Instagram page, her content, um, her YouTube page. Definitely we want to support her and send her love as she is trying to perform in India. Um, really excited to hear that. And yeah, I just thank you so much for being here with me and Nanya. I love you dearly. Um, you're one of my favorite people and just a wonderful person and artist. You, I really and, appreciate um, you. I, I thank God that like I have you in my life because you're, you're an absolute blessing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I feel the same way. Guys, thank you so much for being here. Um, this has been Cultivation with Kevy. Until next time, take care. God bless.